Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's the one is now. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Andrew Houghton sitting in today for Coulter Nuanez on Nuanez Now. Happy to have you here with us. It's a jam-packed first hour of the show, and we got more coming up for you to take you home here on a Tuesday. First off, it's Tag Tuesday. Didn't mention it much in the first hour, but it's always a Tagliari Deli Tuesday here at Nuanez. Now, call us right now, 406-888-1029, for your chance to win a $25 gift card from Tagliari Deli. Tagliari, they've got the best sandwiches in the Garden City. And Jeff Safford's sitting back there with his mouth watering, thinking about them right now. Jeff, let's do caller number four. For a Taglieri Deli gift card, but it's not all about the sandwiches. Taglieri, they got two locations on Higgins and in the Sawmill District. You can go there and stock up on your fancy olive oils, your delicious wines for any meal, plenty of other uh, great foodstuffs available for you down there at Taglieri Deli. As I was saying, jam-packed first hour of the show, caught up with our friend Blake Hempstead of Copperhead Country, he was in town watching the Anaconda Copperheads boys and girls basketball teams take on Missoula Loyola last night. So we talked a little small school high school basketball with Blake. Also, uh, Coulter Nuanez airdropping into the studio to give us a little Class AA spotlight as well as the Treasure State Stars for the week. Big thanks to Blake. Big thanks to Coulter for recording those couple segments to take you uh, home in the first hour there. If you missed anything... In the first hour, you can always find it on the Nuanez Now podcast. Just search Nuanez Now, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Nuanez Now podcast is brought to you, as always, by Schulte Law, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Again, just search Nuanez Now on whatever podcast platform you prefer. A little bit of a looser second hour here. Glad we got all that in in the first hour for you, but myself and Jeff Safford here in the second hour just going to do a little bit of chatting, and uh, I, I told you 
Friday when I was talking NBA with Rajim Seabrook that it wasn't going to be the last time that we were talking NBA while I'm sitting in here filling in for Coulter because I love talking about the National Basketball Association. It's one of my favorite things to follow. Uh, It's one of my favorite things to debate about. And we're in the thick of the season right now. I mean, we're so busy in the fall and the early part of the winter because it's football season here in Montana. You got the Grizz, you got the Cats, you got high school football. Then you got crossover season with basketball season starting as well. Well, now we're done with football. We're bringing you plenty of coverage of high school basketball as well as the Grizz and the Cats, uh, men's and women's basketball teams. But things open up a little bit here so we can talk a little bit of NBA. So we'll do that here to kick off the second hour. I got my five biggest storylines. Some are pretty open-ended. Some are a little bit more specific. Uh, Just from the first half or a little bit more than half of the NBA season, we'll also bring Jeff Safford, voice of Grizz Hockey, in to talk a little bit of Grizz Hockey. Big weekend for Grizz Hockey coming up. Home and away against Montana State, so two brawls of the wild. Uh, and then those will be the, the end of the regular season for Grizz Hockey. They'll be heading into postseason play after that. So we'll have plenty of Grizz Hockey coverage for you on 102.9 ESPN this week. We're going to hear from uh, players and coaches from both sides of the rivalry. But a little bit later on in the second hour, we'll bring in Jeff Safford just to sort of set the stage for this weekend. But Jeff, first off, wanted to start with the NBA. Are, are you excited? I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you get to talk some hoops, that sounds like a good deal for me. And uh, and NBA basketball isn't something that gets to be talked about too much on Nuanas now. I know Coulter seems to like to mention that he seems to get rolling with the NBA when the playoffs get going, but let's get an early start. We know that the All-Star game's coming up pretty soon and exciting times in the NBA with the trade deadline also approaching. So exciting times in the NBA. Well, let's get to it. I've written down, uh, you're listening to Nuanez now, by the way, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Just wanted to get a reset here in here before I, we stumble headlong into talking about the NBA. I'm Andrew Houghton. I'm sitting in for Coulter Nuanez. Jeff Safford behind the glass and myself will be switching off back and forth here in the studios. Coulter Nuanez uh, continues to be on the shelf with paternity leave. Congratulations, of course, to Coulter and the entire Nuanez family. Uh, But myself and Jeff Safford will be bringing you the show, for the most part, uh, from the Missoula Broadcasting Company studios here for the next couple weeks. So here's where we went with the NBA. I just looked looked around the league this afternoon, wrote down sort of my five most interesting storylines, and they'll, they'll cover the whole gamut. But the first one is just, I'm not sure how many teams are locked in contenders in the NBA this year. Like, I'm not sure... Who's going to be there at the end? I know the Denver Nuggets are going to be. Nikola Jokic sort of stamped himself as the alpha dog of the league with that great playoff run last season, and they've continued it into this season. And you know that that they're going to be there. I mean, Nikola Jokic has sort of activated full-on LeBron James, like regular season cruise mode. The Nuggets are still in the top three in the West, uh, and they're just so talented and you have so much confidence in their great big man, Nikola Jokic. You know they're going to be at the end, be there at the end. The other one, the Boston Celtics have been dominating the league here early in the season. I mean, if you look at this, their their scoring differential is, is three or four points higher than anybody else in the league, talking about their positive scoring margin. They didn't lose at home until the middle of January. Uh, they were something like 20-0. and 0. 
in Boston, and it looks like they're going to get the first seed in the East, so they're going to have home court advantage all the way through the Eastern Conference Finals. So you put those two things together, uh, and and you've got a pretty good recipe, but I just feel like, I mean, this has got to be the year for, for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown there in Boston, right? Like, Milwaukee is down a little bit. You've started off so hot. Um, those guys, Tatum and Brown, are really coming into their own. you got Kristaps Porzingis there now. Derek White is playing so well. You're blitzing the league right now during the regular season. It just feels like that's been sort of the narrative for the last four or five years in Boston. And, Jeff, I'll bring you in here for the first time. What do you think about that team? I really think that it, it's sort of championship or bust for the Boston Celtics this year. Like, if they're if they're not winning it this year, and they've been close before. Of course, they've been in the NBA Finals before yep. and couldn't get it done. If they don't do it this year with how good they've looked so far, you know, throughout the first, you know, 45 games of the season, I don't know if it's ever going to happen for them. Yeah, you definitely could make that argument. And it really, it's just tough to try to build yourself up to a championship run time and time again. I mean, we've started to see it with LeBron James, maybe showing maybe some tread in the tires coming down the stretch after off after all those finals runs. You could say that about Boston, but I really like what they've been able to put together. One guy that you didn't mention that I think's been a huge key for Boston this year has been Drew Holiday. What he's been able to do in on both sides of the ball. How he's been able to be efficient on offense and give them another thing where you don't lose too much on defense where Marcus Smart yes was a great off was a great defensive player but she at times lost a bit on offense he was a bit inconsistent with the shooting where Drew Holiday has seemingly tied all that up and then Kristaps Porzingis I know he got dinged up the other night a little bit of indecision there in that game against Miami but or excuse me I believe it was against uh, Milwaukee but but still Kristaps Porzingis has been a revelation in Boston, and those two pickups have been as good as anyone could have dreamed, dreamt of if you're a Celtics fan. Well, that's right. I mean, it's a phenomenal roster. I mean, you look at the top five, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kristaps Porzingis, Derek White, Drew Holiday. You got everything there. You got shooting. You got great defenders. You got guys who you can go to one-on-one at the end of games if you need a bucket, and that's partially why I'm saying, you know, it's championship or bust with that roster because that is a phenomenal top five. And then you even you got guys like Al Horford still off the bench. It's a it's a fantastic team. And sort of the back half of this question, the other reason I'm saying that, you know, the Celtics have got to get it done this year is I'm not quite sure who the other contenders are. And we can run through them real quick here. A lot of ink has been spent on the situation in Milwaukee. And... uh I don't know how you could have a team start off that well, but have the vibes around the team be so bad. And the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, just fired first-year head coach Adrian Griffin uh, when they were there was something like 33 and 10 through the first 43 games. Doesn't matter. Adrian Griffin's out the door. They bring in. Speaking of the Celtics, Doc Rivers. Uh, they pulled him off the uh, ESPN analyst's bench to be the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a great team. It's a team with a bunch of top-level talent. I mean, you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you've got ESPN 102.9 favorite, of course, from his days at Weber State, Damian Lillard. Ton of talent. Something just seems off with Milwaukee. I mean, and I'm saying that even though they're in second place in the Eastern Conference, but it seems like they're less of a threat than they've been. 
Well, any time you get rid of a head coach and your team is that successful, it automatically would raise a red flag. And Damian Lillard at times hasn't been all that efficient in terms of his field goal percentage has been a bit banged up as well. So a few things just haven't quite been going right for the Milwaukee Bucks. And there's no guarantees that Doc Rivers is just going to be able to walk in there and wave a magic wand and that he's going to be able to just automatically agree with everybody in that locker room. We've seen how teams have just completely fallen off because of bad vibes just taking things over and things just falling off the rails. Will he be able to pull it all together? I guess we'll wait and see. The good news is if you're Milwaukee is that you have a clear advantage over other teams in your division, thinking about Indiana and Cleveland, at least in my mind, I don't both two solid teams, two young teams that can win some games, but I don't see either one of those two teams really pushing the Bucks in terms of the division. Yes, the postseason may be thinking about it probably lofty trying to chase down that number one seed. You would think Boston has a pretty good avenue towards that at this point with a four-game lead over the Bucks. Philadelphia six games back, but it will be interesting to see if Doc Rivers can get this thing turned around. Yeah, and, and there you go, and that's sort of why I'm a little bit... You know, you've got you've got the Nuggets and the Celtics. The Bucks are in limbo right now, and then I just don't know who else is going to rise up and be a real contender at the end of the year. We're talking NBA here with myself, Andrew Houghton, and Jeff Safford on Nuanez now. Thanks for tuning in, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. There's a big group of teams under there where I think, you know, one or two of them is going to be there at the end of the season. I'm not sure which of those teams it's going to be. So, Jeff, let me just run down the list here, and uh, I'll I'll let you give me your thoughts on these teams or if you feel strongly about one of these teams. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers are having a pretty good year. You know that in the West, the L.A. Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and I'm going to throw the Phoenix Suns into that category as well with Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker. I guess I should say hypothetically Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker because those guys have not played together very much this season. You know that those teams are, I guess, lurking. And then you've got the young upstarts. I mean, are you buying the Minnesota Timberwolves? They're in first place in the West right now. Are you buying the Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, They've had a great season so far. Are you buying the New York Knicks run? I mean, they're... Let me look it up here. New York Knicks have won seven in a row since they got OG Ananobi. I just don't feel super strongly about any of those teams, even though I know one or two of them is going to be there in the end. Do you disagree? I mean, do you do you feel strongly about any of those teams I just named? Well, I think the biggest thing with all three of these teams is that the proof will just need to be in the pudding. I mean, especially looking at OKC and Minnesota. Those are two teams that are extremely young, that have guys in their first couple of years in the league. And we've seen with Minnesota how Edwards has been able to take over, and they've had some kind of flirtations with the postseasons not go their way but but surely looking at these two teams two teams that you wouldn't see in the top rung in terms of exposure normally thinking about Los Angeles you mentioned New York Boston these major markets I think it's awesome that we have these teams in Minnesota and Oklahoma City that are having so much success and both of these teams have had strong fan bases and I remember two years ago in the 
Minnesota Timberwolves made their first run to the postseason, making the play-in, and how it was such a big deal when they won a game and the city was so fired up. And, and now here they are at 33-14, and 14, a half game ahead of the defending champs. Yes, the Nuggets looking solid, but Minnesota, the number one seed. I mean, when was the last time we have said that in any facet? Minnesota up top. I mean, maybe when Kevin Garnett and Latrell Street Sprewell was there, maybe? I mean, not even then. I think they won one playoff series with, with KG there the entire, whatever, 10, 12 years that he was there. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic story, and it helps that both of those teams are really fun to watch. I mean, Ann Edwards is like human highlight reel, and I just love watching the Thunder with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Chad Holmgren's been so good for a rookie. Jalen Williams, etc., etc. They're fun teams to watch. We're talking top NBA storylines here on Nuanez now with myself, Andrew Houghton, as well as Jeff Safford chiming in from behind the glass. Right, let's hit a couple more of these a little bit quicker uh, just so we can get a couple more of these out of the way before we got to take a break. Jeff, what's going on with all the scoring we saw in the last week? Luka Doncic scored 73 points in a game. Joel Embiid had 70. Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns both had 62. They both lost those games, by the way, uh, which I guess tells you that individual scoring isn't everything. That's a win for all the uh, old-school high school basketball coaches out there. But uh, what's going on? Why why is this happening? I mean, two guys putting up 70-plus in a week? Yeah, I mean, that just seems crazy to see that type of production and specifically looking at Luka Doncic it's to me it's unreal how he is able to put these stretches of games together where he's averaging a triple double with 40 points per game which is what we've seen him do in recent times I remember seeing a statistic about him from over the weekend where he put two games together and the only man that had put more points on the board together in a two-game span was a man named Wilt Chamberlain. I would think that's pretty good company. But to see that in quick succession, and I think a big part of it also may have been the recent anniversary of Kobe Bryant's 80-point game. Could be that guys are just trying to stack themselves up against Kobe Bryant, and one guy puts up a big night, and then another player shrugs and goes, all right. You can do that. I can do better. All right. Well, if you can score 65, I'll score 70. And then it becomes kind of like a a mental thing where each guy's tr- trying to one-up one another. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think part of it also is just these are unique players that we have putting up these games. I mean, you think about how many guys like Joel Embiid have there been in the history of the league. Like, I don't know, Wilt Chamberlain might be the guy who comes the closest, or Shaq maybe, but you got a guy who's, what, seven two seven three, who's automatic from the high post. He's shooting jumpers from the free throw line like he's Dirk. He's also bigger and more dominant than anybody else on the floor. Like, I'm not all that surprised that that guy is going to score 70 points once or twice in his career. Last thing on this, Jeff, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you're a baseball guy. Yeah. Trying to think of just the coolest like random single-game occurrences that can happen in all of sports. And I think a guy going for 50 or 60 or even 70 points is up there with with anything. as just like the happening or the performance that can take a random regular season game and turn it into something special. And the only thing that I thought of that could compare to it is a guy chasing a no-hitter yeah. in baseball. Yeah, it's really yeah. similar, right? Like yeah, you that's, got- a really, that's a great parallel to draw because... The other night, um, last week, when Joel Embiid went off for his 
70-plus point barrage. I remember in the early instances of that game, you and I are sitting behind the glass kind of following it, and we're just going, hey, look at Joel Embiid. He's got 30 points in the first quarter. We're thinking at that point, hmm, does he have a chance to do something really wild here? And that's exactly what it was. And with game 98 or whatever it happens to be with yep. Major League Baseball season, you know, it's you get in the roll of it. It's seven oh five. Here we go. You know, is Clarkson in the lineup or not? Okay, Waltston's on the hill. You know, it just seems like normal night at the yard. But then you're right. All of a sudden, huh, four innings. He hasn't allowed. Oh, wait a minute. He's got through six. And then all of a sudden it becomes special and everybody across the country is tuning in to see if history takes place and it becomes an awesome deal. You're right. Yeah, you've got the anticipation building throughout the game. You know, Justin Verlander hasn't given up a hit through five. Everybody starts tuning in. Joel Embiid's got 40 points at halftime. I just think that that's really fun. And, you know, NBA and certainly the MLB regular season, such a grind, right? So to have those moments just in the middle, you know, random games, right? And, you know, Carl Anthony Towns scores 62 against the Hornets. Like, who cares about a Timberwolves-Hornets game this year? Carl Anthony Towns puts up 62. That turns it into something special. One more for you here, Jeff, before we take a break. And we'll come back and hit the last two of my sort of NBA storylines real quick after the break, and then we'll talk a little Grizz hockey. We touched on it a little bit with Ant Edwards in Minnesota, Chet Holmgren in SGA in Oklahoma City. Really feels like we're watching the future come up right now before our eyes. And I also touched on this with Rajim Seabrook on Friday. But just obviously Victor Wembanyama is sort of the avatar of this movement down there in San Antonio. But we're watching young guys stamp their names in the league, it seems like, every night. Yeah, I mean, just seeing two of the teams we've touched on at length, the Timberwolves and OKC, just seeing them at the top of the standings and seeing teams floundering at the bottom of the playoffs or out entirely, thinking about the Los Angeles Lakers of the world and the Golden State Warriors, who are completely out and look to be up a creek, so to speak, in terms of getting their way back to the postseason with everything going on in the Bay Area. I I mean, Coulter has said it, never count them completely out, but it's going to be tough for them to make any sort of a run. But just to see those teams floundering, which you would think of as the top-rung teams not there and teams that haven't been at the top, these young up-and-coming teams there, it just kind of points to that narrative. Yeah, like I said with Rajim Seabrook on Friday, really stratified generations that you can see in the NBA right now. I mean, you got LeBron and Steph. They're on their way out. You know, Kawhi and KD trying to hold on maybe for one last playoff run. You got Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, you know, I'd throw Jason Tatum into that group, Luka Doncic, the guys who are dominant right now. And then you've got guys like Wemby, Chet Holmgren, Ant Edwards, et cetera, et cetera, you know. Orlando with Paulo Boncaro's taking a big step forward this year. You got those guys coming up as well. So that's been really fun to see. It's been really fun talking NBA. So we're going to keep doing it at least for a little bit here on Nuanez Now. We got to take a break. You're listening to Nuanez Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana, and the ESPN MT app. Myself and Jeff Safford will be back right after this. A little bit more NBA talk. Indulge me. You're listening to Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio.
Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. ESPN Radio, I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in here for Colter Nuwana's On Your Tuesday Bringing a jam-packed show here. First hour, we talked uh, all high school basketball. Blake Hempstead came and visited with us for a little bit. Uh, talking small school, high school basketball there. Focusing on those Anaconda-Loyola games from last night. Colter Nuanez also gave you the Class AA spotlight, uh, as well as the Treasure State Stars for the week. Second hour, it's been all NBA. We're going to keep talking NBA for a couple minutes here. Myself, as well as Jeff Safford, who's behind the glass, producing for us today. But first, we got some college basketball as well. We got two pairs of tickets to Grizz Basketball home game Thursday against Idaho. I'm telling you, Grizz Basketball is a ton of fun to watch this year. We've talked about it a lot on the show They've opened it up offensively. They're scoring a ton of points, uh, except for an outlier performance last week at Portland State. Other than that, they've been a ton of fun to watch. we got two pairs of tickets for you. Text us right now on the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, 406-888-1029. Just tell us you want a pair of tickets for Thursday's game. We'll have those for you here at the station. Bringing it back to the NBA, though. Just want to get through these last couple of, of storylines here. And Jeff, one that that's sort of close and, and near and dear, maybe not to your heart, but near and dear to, to your life and, and where you grew up. But I think this is the end of the Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson Warriors. And, you know, it's a, a, a hugely influential team in the history of basketball ever, I think. Certainly the most influential team of the last decade. One of the, the most successful teams in NBA history. I think this is it. I'm looking at the standings right now. Not only are the Golden State Warriors in the top, not in the top six in the Western Conference, right now if the season ended today, they wouldn't even be in the play-in. They're 12th. They're 19 and 24. They're not only behind the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Jazz. They're a game and a half behind the Houston Rockets right now, and I just don't really see a great way for them to get back into contention. I mean, if that team gets into the playoffs, of course. You gotta respect Steph Curry, and you gotta respect Steve Curry. You gotta respect everybody else on that team. If they get into the playoffs, I'll give them their respect, and I'll say they're dangerous. I'm not sure that's gonna happen right now. Uh, they're 19 and 24. You know, I think it was this Warriors season was always gonna be looked at through the prism of choosing to go and get Chris Paul in the off season, which was sort of their their confession that. 
They needed to go all in around Steph Curry. As long as you got Steph Curry, you got to try as hard as you can to win games with Steph Curry. And I think that was the right move going out and getting Chris Paul in the offseason. I thought it was the right move to go all in. It hasn't worked out. Chris Paul's been in and out of the lineup. Steph Curry's still playing at an all-star level. Uh, he's a step below his his peak, his ceiling. His field goal percentage is down a little bit this year, but he's still shooting you know, over 40% from three on ridiculous volume. He's still he's still Steph Curry, basically. Chris Paul's been in and out of the lineup. Certainly Draymond Green and Klay Thompson have taken steps back, and Draymond Green has not been available for most of the season. I think what's really hurt him is that Andrew Wiggins is just nowhere close to where he was a couple of years ago. You know, the youngsters haven't come along as quickly as they've wanted. It's just It's just not great basketball. In Golden State, so I, I, you know, assuming you accept my premise here that I, th- this looks like the end of the line for that team, Jeff, you're a Northern California guy. What will you think about this team when it's over? How how will you remember this Golden State team? Well, I'll remember them as surely one of the best, if not the best team from this era of the NBA. I mean, what they were able to put together in terms of championship pedigree and culture and everything else it's i know they're a team that has had people dislike them i mean just ask the i would assume pretty much the entire state of ohio loathes the golden state warriors um but i mean the thing that i will always remember about the this iteration of the warriors and will always respect them for is their ability just to play Real basketball, where they shared the ball and played so well off the ball and playing to assists and everything else in terms of their success and and just how they were able to go on these outlandishly crazy runs. I don't think we'll ever see, and yes, bringing in the state of Ohio again, they were able to finish them off in a surprising NBA Finals back in 2016, coming back from... Three to one down, but I don't think we'll ever see a team put together a run like that team did in terms of wins in the regular season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch sort of the the postmortems come in on this Golden State Warriors uh, dynasty. They changed the game. They won a lot. Uh, Steph Curry, I think, is one of the best, but also most beloved basketball players of all time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see just you know what is written about them, what is said about them. But but as of right now, they're not really relevant for this NBA season anymore. And if you you can't tell from just the way I'm talking about it, I think that's a little bit sad. But of course, everything comes to an end at some point. I think this is the end for the Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, uh, Golden State Warriors. You're listening to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana. Actually, we're off SWX Montana. Looks like we're, uh, we've got the lead-up to some basketball going on SWX Montana right now, to some live basketball. Uh, but you can find us, if you want to see me, you can find us on the ESPN MT app. And you need to get that ESPN MT app in your life anyway. This is your, your spot to find all live and archived episodes of Nuanez now, as well as Grizz Hockey and Grizz Lacrosse. We're going to talk a little bit about Grizz Hockey in the segment upcoming. But wanted to just finish this out with, you know, one more NBA storyline that's been getting my goat this this season. 
the tanking is as bad as it has ever been. You got five teams in the league this year. The Charlotte Hornets, the Detroit Pistons, my hometown Washington Wizards, the Portland Trail Blazers, and the San Antonio Spurs that I think are as bad as have ever been in the NBA. I mean, just historically bad teams. All the attention falls on the Pistons because they lost 28 straight games earlier in the year. Those other four teams are, are not that much better than Detroit. So you got those five that I think are as bad of a team as has ever been in the league. Memphis might be heading that way. John Morant is out for the season with an injury. He played about five games between his suspension to start the season. Then he got hurt. He's out for the rest of the year. I mean, what is there left for Memphis to play for? You got the Toronto Raptors that might be heading that way. They traded OG Ananobi, and they've been awful since that trade, and the New York Knicks have been phenomenal since that trade. Uh, But what's left for the Toronto Raptors to play for? I think they're going to fall out of it really quickly. And you got rumors that the Atlanta Hawks are going to blow it up by trading either DeJounte Murray or Trey Young or both at the trade deadline. And if that happens, they're going to be tanking too. So you got their seven or eight teams who are just not going to be trying to win towards the end of the regular season here. And, and my problem with it, Jeff, and what really makes it stink so bad this year, the draft is awful this year. There's no Victor Wembanyama in the draft this year. There's no Scoot Henderson in the draft this year. There's no Thompson Twins in the draft this year. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you got as many teams as ever tanking, and they're tanking as bad as ever, and a year with a really, really poor draft... I think it sucks for the league, and I think you're not going to fix the tanking problem basically ever without doing something completely drastic, like getting rid of the draft lottery completely and just assigning spots in the draft randomly. And that would be an unprecedented step for a North American pro sports league. But I think that, you know, the situation that we've got this year sort of proves that unless you do something like that, teams are just going to keep tanking. And you're in, in a situation also where it kind of feels like the never-ending hamster wheel, so to speak. Where, when do we avoid this situation, kind of as you allude to, alluded to, ever? Where it just continues to be this never-ending cycle of just never getting to the top of the line. And you've seen where other sports leagues have battled that, thinking about... I know you were, you know, the host of Soccer and Snow and Smoke. You're a big football guy. You see in the idea of the Premier League and La Liga where you see relegation where the worst teams are demoted to lower leagues. I, I don't, I mean, obviously you can't draw a parallel to that in terms of a draft, but maybe something like that is what they try to cook up where you'd be penalized for coming in a certain spot if it was just so inertly obvious that you were just throwing in the towel. I mean, obviously, it's so hard to prove that, yeah, you're just... Because I I can't imagine that the Detroit Pistons were trying to lose all those games in a row. I mean, that was shocking to me that how that all played out. Because, yes, Detroit is bad, but they have some... Solid pieces on that team that have won. been okay. Yeah, they've, they've, they've Jake Cunningham's Cunningham. all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got one piece, maybe. I mean, they should be able to win something, you know. For them to go on that sort of a run, it was just like, whoa. It just got your attention. 
Yeah, and that was the biggest story in the NBA for a couple weeks. I mean, if people were paying attention to the NBA during the middle of that Pistons run, it was because they were watching the Pistons lose 28 games in a row. I don't really think that's good for the league. But, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what she can do to fix it. I mean, I, I'm not proposing solutions here. Like, look, I want the Washington Wizards to lose as many games as, the, as they can this season. That's how you get back. That's how you become a contender in the NBA. you got to have that superstar. you got to have that alpha dog. How do you get them? You pick first in the draft. That's just the way it works. So, But, I, but I'm just saying, it's. I mean, five teams are tanking right now. I, I gave you the names of a couple others who could join them by the end of the season. That's, what, there are 30 teams in the NBA? That's a third of the games every night that's going to have a team that's actively not trying to win. I, I can't see how that's good for the league, but I'm just talking myself in circles here because it's never going to stop unless you do something drastic. And, it, you know, if you're a fan of one of those teams, you shouldn't want it to stop because that's your best chance at becoming a contender at some point in the future. There we go. Thanks, Jeff, for getting through five big storylines so far about the NBA season with us here you're listening to Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. We're happy to be with you. We'll take you home on a Tuesday right after this. We're going to go from the hardwood to the ice rink, talk a little Grizz hockey with our guy Jeff Safford, the voice of Grizz hockey. Two big games coming up for Montana Grizzlies hockey this weekend against the rival Montana State Bobcats. We'll get to that and take you home here right after this. You're listening to Nuanez now, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as the, uh, as well as the ESPN MT app. Throwing me off because we're not on SWX right now. Looks like Helena and Big Sky, or sorry, Hellgate and Big Sky girls uh, playing a little basketball on SWX Montana right now. So you can watch that, or you can stay with us for the last couple minutes here of Nuanez. Now I'm Andrew Houghton sitting in for Coulter Nuanez. Jeff Safford behind the glass has been a big contributor today as well. First hour, we caught up with Blake Hempstead of Copperhead Country, as well as Coulter Nuanez dropping in to give us the Class AA spotlight and the Treasure State Stars. And then Jeff and I have been talking NBA for most of the second hour. But Jeff, big games for Grizz Hockey. We've plugged it a couple times already today. Regular season coming to an end, and the Grizz are playing home and away with Montana State this weekend. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the home game in Missoula is on Friday, and then they're going to Bozeman on Saturday? Yes, that's correct. Glacier Ice Rink, Friday night, 7.30. Haynes Pavilion on the other side of the Divide, 7.30 once more on Saturday. will be senior night on both nights for each respective program. Grizzlies honoring nine seniors who will be playing cool. in their last games in the glacier, or last game inside the Glacier Ice Rink. Trying to get a hold of a few of those guys this week. Owen Lee, Connor Orlick, a few other players. Try to get some thoughts from the seniors. We'll be talking to a couple of cats tomorrow. One of their leading scorers in terms of goals tomorrow. So for supporters of MSU, stay tuned to hear from the cats. Well, there you go. It's been a, a pleasure and a privilege to bring you Grizz Hockey all season long and for the past couple years here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. It's been great working with Jeff Safford, a very professional play-by-play guy, as well as guys like Tommy Evans, Steve Healy, uh, etc., etc. Shout-out to Alec Albergati as well. Uh, so that's been great, and we got a couple more regular season games this year. Jeff, you gave us the schedule 
set the scene for me this weekend? What's at stake for these couple of games? Well, the biggest thing I would say for both of these teams, obviously, you look at a rivalry contest, that obviously plays into it. But in terms of the grand scheme of things, these are the last two regular season games for both of these teams. And both of these teams have postseason aspirations. They'll head into the conference tournament. Montana State, ladies and gentlemen, is a very, very good hockey team. In this level of hockey, the ACHA, no team in Division II has won more games than the Montana State Bobcats. They're 29-2. and two. And one of those two losses are to the Montana Grizzlies. And the Grizz at 17-14 and 14 have also been very good this season, having won the... How this is broken up is they break it into regions, and the Grizz are part of the Western region. And they have, and they're the only team in the Western region to have wins against the top three teams in the West. Wins against Montana State, University of Providence, who, from up there in the Electric City, they were number two in the first rankings of the holiday break. They're down to number three. And then MSU Denver, Montana, or Metro State Denver, sorry, the Roadrunners, Team the Grizz really dominated back in October. They're number two in the last rankings. So from this point of view, these two games for both teams, they're trying to build themselves up in terms of that Western ranking. The Western Regional is in Logan, Utah, a couple weeks from now, February 23rd through the 25th. And the top two teams after the conference tournament next weekend, those top two teams automatically are making it to the national championship tournament. So the Bobcats... These two games are big for them, and the conference tournament coming up, trying to stay up there in the top two teams in the region to get an automatic bid to the national championship tournament. And the Grizz, who are in the top 10 of the region, top two 10 teams go to the regional tournament in Logan, Utah, February 23rd to the 25th. If they are able to maybe get a win against the Bobcats, have a strong showing at the conference tournament, they should be able to make it to regionals for the first time in program history. Well, it's not that long a history, Jeff, to be fair, but big games coming up this weekend for Grizz Hockey. Again, home and away with the Bobcats of Montana State. It just seems like, you know, I've been following plenty of Grizz Hockey this season, but of course nobody's been following it closer than you. It just seems like from those results you've given me, I mean, they've beaten the top three teams in the region, but the Grizz also hovering just a little bit above 500. To me, what that says is this is a team that that can beat anybody on any given night but is a little bit inconsistent, but they got that high ceiling. Surely have a high ceiling, and part of that tough schedule has been what I alluded to, that extremely tough schedule in terms of, A, their conference and who they've played. I mean, you look at just going down their schedule, and of the wins they have, eight of them have come against teams that rank in the top 20 in the Western region. And their conference, the Mount West Collegiate Hockey League, also has the most 20 teams ranked in the top 20 of any conference in the country with six of them alone in the top 20. So that tells you just the tough teams that they've been going up against as well as surely played a role in their record. And this Grizz team is... A team that Missoula should be proud of, as obviously should be 
on the other side of the divide, the Bobcats. So just two good hockey games lined up whether whatever side you sit on. Well, it's going to be your last chance for uh, Garden City residents to come out and watch Grizz hockey on Friday night. Puck drop at 7.30 p.m. at the Glacier Ice Rink. Senior night, as Jeff mentioned. Uh, also, fan appreciation night. They'll be handing out memorabilia from the season. Jeff, I know that that game was close to being sold out. Can people still get tickets for that? Um, the last time I looked online, went on grizzhockey.com, just clicked on the Thunder Ticks little widget they have there built on the website, and I did not see a single seat open. So, looks like that barn on Friday night at the Glacier Ice Rink is sold out. I'm excited to see the blackout jerseys they're wearing Specialty blackout jerseys for that game on Friday nights. That you actually actually can go to grizzhockey.com right now and put in bids for those jerseys. If you want to get one of those fancy jerseys, all the proceeds will go directly to the Grizz Hockey program in support of their postseason trips to conference and hopefully regionals in a couple weeks. There you go. Plenty more Grizz Hockey coverage coming at you this week on one as now Mike Anderson tomorrow. MSU players and coaches later in the week. Got to go. We got Kraken, Seattle Kraken at the San Jose Sharks later tonight, tomorrow. ESPN Roundtable, plenty else. Thanks for listening. This has been Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.